0: Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another terrific Tuesday episode of Coach Leah's After the Whistle. Today's lineup features three remarkable men who I proudly regard as comrades, lifelong friends, and even extended family. Their unwavering dedication to servant leadership leaves me truly amazed and inspired. I'm sure they will leave the same effect on you too. Let's go. Again, welcome to Coach Leah's After the Whistle. I am your host, Coach Leah, and before we get into the show, I just want to do a couple trending topics and, of course, a shameless plug. I would love to make sure that you tune into the conversation with Al McFarland weekdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time and on demand at youtube.com at insight backslash at insight News MN. You can also catch up, catch the conversation with Al McFarland on our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Black Press USA of uh, channels. Now, on a little more serious note, I do want to send um, condolences and love and light in regards to the Hawaii wildfire disaster. Uh, some of you may remember uh, a recent featured guest of mine and a dear, dear friend, former USA volleyball star and University of Hawaii alum, Dietrich Collins Parker, who is, the, is currently the assistant volleyball coach at the University of Arizona. Her college roommate, um, while at a University of Hawaii, was affected by this terrible disaster, and um, you know she's. Dietrich shared that you know this is such an incredibly sad situation that, that her college roommate lived there and that she did have to indeed evacuate, but is currently safe. Her family is safe. They're together, and um, you know we're just really really happy to know that there is no, um, that there has been no other um, tr- a tragedy to that family then that they are all safe. Uh, I did receive an email from my emergency disaster response partners at Operation Blessing yesterday morning and they really want people to not try to go to Hawaii to try to help. They want the first responders that are already on the islands to be able to use the resources that are there the the rental cars, the hotels the you know the food the you know anything that is needed for them to be able to do the job of helping the people to recover um to meet the needs of people that um are are uh, that have unmet needs at this time. Um, But you can help from wherever you are and so you can go to operation blessing com, And there's tons of ways where that you can see how you can help just from right where you are And so again, we see we send love and light to everybody that is in um, Hawaii and that is uh, recovering from from that disaster at this time and so with that I would love for us to pull in my first guest today, Reverend Chris Moore. And let me tell you a little bit about this this cat because he's pretty dope. Okay. So Reverend Chris Moore is a towering six eight figure who transitioned from a Division One basketball player to a boys varsity assistant basketball coach at Aldean Senior High School in the Houston Metroplex. With a heart as massive as his presence, Coach Moore utilizes his God-given gifts to uplift athletes and unlock their potential, proving that everything truly is bigger in Texas. His diverse life journey, including a communications degree from Texas Southern University, equips him to connect with people of all backgrounds. As he aspires to become a master communicator in service of the Lord's people, guided by his unwavering faith, Chris is dedicated to fulfilling his divine calling as a fisher of people. Welcome Chris to Coach Leah's After the Whistle.
1: <laughs> hey Coach Leah, how you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, of course, of course. You know what's funny? I um I often laugh, of course, both of us attend Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. And that's where we met, of course. And it's funny because everyone calls us both coach. They don't even say (laughs) anything else. And so when we're Uh, around each other, we both look around. around, (laughs) (laughs) Because we're not quite sure who they're talking about at that moment, which is so hilarious. But I I love it.
1: People just forget your name sometimes. You're just coach. So... Everybody's no looking around like everybody's turning their head when they say coach. So,
0: yeah, no,
2: now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I'm sure now that you're also a father, if anybody says dad and you're around and you look, you look around too. you know, well, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, Phoenix,
1: I'm Phoenix's daddy. That's right, he's my oldest right here that y'all see on the screen. I'm Phoenix's daddy. I'm no longer Christopher Moore. I'm Phoenix's daddy.
0: Correct. Oh uh, yeah, you you absolutely yeah. lose your own personal <laughs> identity when we have these amazing children. That's yeah, yeah You you're, you're you're just starting that journey. You know, I'm 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 at the tail end of that, but mm-hmm. I still am. All my children's there. You know that. <laughs> Other than Coach Leah, I really have no identity. <laughs> right, <laughs> just right. a just a mama. So yeah, as moms, we we go through that a lot too. You know, we as soon as somebody says "mom," every woman that has children is looking around. It's hilarious. Right, right, it's hilarious. Right. Yep, it's hilarious. Yep. So listen, I you know I often and, and will always say that I am. It's my belief that I am one degree of separation from pretty much anybody on the planet. And so, <laughs> our one degree of separation is pretty obvious. Texas Southern University outside of you know Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, but Texas Southern University and the athletics department because both of us have been participants um, with that athletic department at, in some shape or, or form uh, being a assistant coach at Texas Southern is actually what brought me to Houston, and so um, you know I always say that it wasn't necessarily that job at Texas Southern, but definitely I just. God knew I just needed to be in Houston um, and so I've been doing some some I, I think some pretty amazing things that have had some real uh, growth in my spiritual um, my spiritual walk has been ex- exponential since being wow. in Houston and so I'm 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 totally giving Houston the credit for that. Mm. And so, talk about just a little bit before we get into some of these other questions. Talk about your journey coming from Dallas and ending up at Texas Southern.
1: Sure, I would love to. Um coming out of Dallas, Lancaster High School, uh represent the Tigers orange and black. Uh I got a <laughs> of course. scholarship. Uh, to go to Arkansas State University to, uh, to play basketball. And I stayed two years there and I felt called in a different direction. And I uh, I ended up at Texas Southern University. They gave me a, a full ride and I was just so blessed. I remember coming on the campus and, and, and seeing the cheerleaders and the dancers and hearing the band in the background. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a black university. Oh, this is for me. knowing that I was supposed to be in Houston just like you were saying Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh transitioned uh, here to Houston uh continued to play basketball after sitting out a year and it was I think that was a pivotal moment in my life where that one decision just set me up to even be at uh, wheeler avenue and mm-hmm. you and meeting a lot of other people and building contacts even that decision led led to me uh uh meeting uh uh people who would bring my children into the world let me just say it like that right
2: mm, okay
1: uh, well, I, <laughs> you know my daughter's mother and and i'm blessed to have my family and that one move just kind of set it up and And now i'm in ministry so it was it was a good transition from dallas to jonesboro arkansas to now houston texas
0: yes yes so on your show oh oh yeah so so another another way that we i connect with what you're just saying is my pastor when i was a, a member of or still sort of am a member of um fellowship missionary baptist church back in minneapolis when I had got the call that I was going to be uh or the job here to be an assistant at Texas Southern University. You know, I shared that with my pastor there and he immediately recommended Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church. He said, you know, with your ministry and the type in the and where you where you're going with what you're doing, that is going to be a good fit for you. He did mention another church as well, saying that the two of them would probably be the best fit, but he was spot on with Wheeler Avenue Baptist mm-hmm. Church, and it was the first church mm-hmm. I visited, and right. the the rest is history. I yes. I did what well, didn't have to church hop. I visited that other church one time, right. and right. that was that was pretty much it. And yeah. Um, yeah. so it was it was divine. And then right away, as the assistant at Texas Southern, we as a team started being very active at Wheeler, and mm. so um, we did volunteer work as a team and. Um, it was just, you know, it was just, it was very seamless, I would yes. say. That's yeah, cool. it was very, very seamless. So, yeah, we definitely have that in common. Where common where being at Texas Southern un- allowed for us to be very active and immersed in Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church. Right, With, right. And our pastor you- our pastor the Doctor Marcus D Cosby. Give him another shout out. I try yes, to <laughs> as much <laughs> as I can because I'm, I'm really grateful for that ministry and and for his for his leadership. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I can, I, can, I, can,
1: I, can, I can definitely share uh, some of that story uh, in my own personal life I can definitely relate to it because it's the same thing that happened to me when I went to Jonesboro Arkansas I didn't go to church like I was I was raised up in the church but I just kind of stopped going I
2: mm-hmm.
1: lost my connection so to speak I still believed I just didn't find a church it was limited and I just stayed home right mm-hmm. and when I got to Houston I asked somebody, where is a good church? And they say, oh, you can go right up the street. I said, up the street. I guess they expected I was supposed to know what that was. Said, oh, Wheeler <laughs> Avenue Baptist Church. I was like, oh, okay. So I went. And it was like, because the way they said it, I didn't know it was going to be that impactful. And they Why? Like, oh, right up the street. I went up to Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, and I was blown away. Literally mm-hmm. blown away. And I was like, wow. I, 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 I didn't have to church hop either. I went to Wheeler Avenue one time and stayed.
2: And
1: I only I, I went to a couple of other churches when I was invited, probably for a special uh, event or something like that. But sure. I went to the church one time and stayed.
0: Yeah. Sure. Well, and I and I'll tell you that's probably another reason how we connected too, because I would see you all the time. You know, mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. when you're active, it, the Wheeler Avenue was considered a mega church, but it doesn't feel like that because mm-hmm. you can connect especially through the different ministries and becoming involved right, right and right, so right. um and so again we would see each other all the time, all and, time and you know that's a testament to when you're being immersed in not not being just a few par- parishioners right. as people try to call it and, and yep. just actually getting involved in, and so uh, that leads me into this question that i want to ask you about your ministry and how is it different from ministry in the church, your personal ministry?
1: Well, I think that my ministry uh, is geared toward my strengths, which is also involved in athletics and reaching people's, um, helping people reach their full potential, their athletic potential. Uh, So it's different because the pulpit is extended it's not just the traditional hey come on sundays and receive a word it's more um let's go on this journey be a part of this team this unit this family let's come together let's agree let's set goals uh let me chart where you are let me help you reach higher than where you are now let me push your boundaries uh let me make you uncomfortable a little bit Uh, let me strengthen you and you strengthen me um Mm -hmm. And I get as much from the ministry as my boys get. So while I'm sharpening them, they're really sharpening me. Like I told them yesterday, I'm living through you. So y'all are doing me a favor by working hard by giving me everything you got because that's the way I play the game. And when you go and dunk that basketball, I did it. So I get a chance to live in this ministry once again on the court and um it's different because sometimes you you can't just dis- you have to kind of disguise uh and respect other people's beliefs i can't just shower you with the word of god in, in in this on this platform i have to do a lot of modeling i have to i have to show you more than teach you you know uh, i'm going to teach through modeling I-, I should say versus just giving you a word from the lord i have to kind of be the word of the lord and build relationships and through those avenues, conversation pops up and people ask questions and I'm there to answer questions. So it's a a lot of more doing versus, you know, speaking.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So so talk about the role that your wife plays in your life as a man of God.
1: Oh man, she plays such a significant role. I mean, uh, that's how I know that, she was for me for sure because not only did i meet her in church but she has the same interest that i have so uh in seminary when i'm uh, thinking about things and i'm studying things she's right over my shoulder looking uh and and listening and and i'm I'm teaching her and she's teaching me and uh, when i'm writing something i say hey babe check this out what do you think what 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 does this say to you she'll read and say "Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh no don't 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 say that that's too much I said okay let me retweet that so she's (laughs) she's like the the angel that's sitting on my shoulder that says hey do that versus and I'm on the other side it's just her her right here it's me right here right Mm -hmm. because I want to go and say this she's like no no no, let's turn that down all right let's let's show more love let's do this let's do that uh she's patient she she takes care of everything that's going on at home she loves on the children. She loves on me, uh, um, mm-hmm. hugs, kisses. I mean, cause I come home stressed sometime and she's always there to just, you know, help me share the burden of, of just day-to-day life. So
0: sure. She,
1: sure. She's my support system.
0: Nice. Nice. I think it's good for young, uh, younger people, younger couples to hear the dynamics of, of that type of of, uh, of love. You know, mm-hmm. that type of, of commitment towards each other. Um, I want to pivot. I'm going to take a quick pivot. I sure. want to talk a little bit about uh, something else that we have in common. One of our favorite players, LeBron James. Yeah,
2: boogie. <laughs> LeBron.
0: <laughs> I have been a fan of LeBron um, since when he was still in in high school, um, he's from the Akron area in Akron, Ohio. The University of Akron was in the conference that I played in, the Ohio Valley Conference back in the back in the day, a long time ago, over thirty-five years ago. But um, but I have fond memories of Akron and the Cleveland area from when we would go up there and, and play. And so when this kid was you know popping on the scene and and I had a, a, a an idea of where he was coming from, I was always just fascinated by how He was so, um, and to me, still guided by very wise counsel. You know what I'm saying? And like his, his clique and the people that are around him have just been very good about... Uh, giving him information and support that basically has kept him out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? And Some of the things that, you know, uh, I know another one of the players that you that you admire, who is another somebody from the Ohio Valley Conference John Moran, you know, uh, he's, you know, kind of not necessarily doing the things that people would consider uh, worthy of being a role model. So Uh, talk about why you think there's a difference so much between how LeBron has in his journey compared to John Moran.
1: I think that's a very good question. Um, Well, I think LeBron is definitely one of the best players that ever played this game, but he also, he has a particular personality that's easy to kind of mesh with. I I would say for me, he He's a role model in that he is a leader on the court and outside of the court. There's nothing about LeBron that says, hey, I'm, I'm tough, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, he may dunk and go like this, but he just seems to be just such an approachable guy. Um, and I think he's motivated not by just being successful, but um, doing for others.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, um, And this is just my opinion uh i like uh, john morant but i just i'm not sure what his circle uh is like and i don't pass judgment but i think that him being young he could benefit from some different role models or just characters in his life because i mean some of the decisions that he's making is and i'm i'm not any better so let me just put that out there but um i just wish i could get inside of his brain to figure out what's going on with y'all <laughs> <clears throat> Right, it seems to be gravitating to the streets and i right. understand because in our society and sometimes i hate to say this but in our culture it's something that we glorify right uh, and to to want to not be removed is something that a lot of people go through because, you know, you don't want to be a sellout. You, 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 you don't want to be identified as somebody who, uh, made it and never came back. Right. Sure. sure. Um, But I'm just not sure what motivates John Moran to do Mm -hmm. what he does. Uh, but I think what motivates LeBron is being a role model for his sons. Sure. Uh, being a public figure and also doing for others. And I just think John Morant's motivation probably comes from another source. I'm just not sure what that is.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, listen, um, again, we can talk <laughs> hours yeah. about yeah. just all these different topics and our, our favorite players and our faith walk and just, you know, being being former athletes and, and all that stuff. But I, I want to um, do a uh, a wrap up with you and this and first of all promise me that you'll come back to visit <laughs> us on coach lee after the whistle because again hey. there's you have so much that you can share and I'm, i would love to know how your season's going over there at Aldine, and and you know we can do an update with that you, you'll give me that promise i promise just let me know okay all right, well, listen, so before, we, so before you go, I want you to take a look at, you've shared, and, and we have each of our guests share an inspirational quote. We, we want Coastal as after the whistle to be an inspiration, so we're going to be very intentional. So I want you to read your inspirational quote that you shared, which is actually scripture, and then talk to us about why that's so important for you.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Philippians 4.13, friends and family, reads like this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me for me that does exactly what it says it when I feel weak it strengthens me to be reminded that yes I'm human and in my own power I am limited and when strengthened I consider myself limitless mm-hmm. uh, because I'm blessed to have God in my life Jesus in my life spirit in my heart that enables me to do good works it enables me to do what I cannot do in my own power and sometimes you may feel like that in life uh, so for me that was one of the first scriptures that I learned as a child and I still mm-hmm. remember to this day, I don't know what it was that stuck out about this when I was such a young kid, but mm-hmm. to know that I can do all things gives me hope and it helps me to keep the faith whenever I have trouble. Cause I know that God walks with me, not to preach to y'all, but that's why, <laughs> uh, that's why that I, I didn't want to go there. But that's why I love that quote, because it's real for me. Sure. I can do do all through Christ. Well, I would, yeah,
0: no doubt, no doubt. Now, listen, so if you do want to check out a couple of Chris's, uh, Reverend Chris's, uh, sermons, well, one sermon and one Bible study for sure that have happened very, very recently go to the Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, WheelerBC.org and you can click on or you can go to the WheelerBC app, Wheeler, wabc media app and his bible study lesson which was phenomenal and his uh most recent uh sermon is 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 there and so definitely check him out chris this has been um an amazing time with you i'm so looking forward to what is in store for your future um and then i'm i'm also looking forward to you coming back to see us um during season two how's that
1: I, i would i would be honored I appreciate all the love y'all made me look so good in your intro and I just appreciate it so much.
0: Oh, well, it's all true and it's all good. So, okay. Well, Chris is getting out of here and wasn't Reverend Moore a blast, an absolute blast. Well, now let's welcome our next guest, the incredible founder and dynamo Mitchell Brock. Mitchell is a certified nutrition coach and fitness professional. Mitchell's journey is a remarkable testament to perseverance and knowledge from a minor league football player to health advocate. He's not only shed over 100 pounds. Wow. But also elevated his health through the very methods he's here to share with all of us today. Now let's give a warm welcome to the phenomenal Mitchell Brock. What's up Mitch?
3: What is going on Coach Leah? How are you my dear?
0: <laughs> wow, I'm so excited for to be with you here today. Um, you know, I I tell people all the time that Meeting people and having people in your life—it's—it's it's never a coincidence. But you just never know if it's just for a season or if it's for a lifetime. That's one thing you just don't know. And I will definitely consider you a lifetime friend. So we'll see what God says. But I—that's what I say.
3: He said, he, he, he said it already. He told me to tell you.
2: I just forgot to tell you.
0: Oh, that's yeah. what's up. That's what's yeah. up. You know, and and then I, <laughs> yes, indeed, and then of course our one degree of separation is the fact that we're both Midwesterners. Mm-hmm. You you being from the D Detroit, and right. myself being from Minneapolis, and then what's been really fun in regards to our one degree of separation is that our teams, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings, are rivals, and so that's been real fun. <laughs> every, every,
3: every. I know I'm gonna hear from you at least twice a year, and that's when the Lions and the Vikings play each other. Yes, we'll send a text or something and be like, ah, or eh. So it's always fun. <laughs> always. Fun.
0: Always. And so we had a chance of um, um, your um, comra- comrade and, and partner is uh, Richard Walker, who was recently mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. and so he had a chance to break down how we first met outside, standing outside the Lombardi Awards, waiting yeah. for our vehicle. Yes, it was too funny, and um, and then me being hoodwinked into becoming a, a guest host on uh, Bring the Pain Sports Talk, where you served as the phenomenal host. You, I mean, I was always just so um, enamored with just everything. Like your your like, how did you parlay? your being a former football player to being in front of the camera and just it being feeling and looking so natural.
3: So um, how it started was, ironically, what well, was at the Bear Bryant Award um, and shout out to, to Rich Walker. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Shout out.
3: It, yeah, shout out to Rich Walker. So um, I was doing color commentary for the minor league football league that I was playing in. And he was a guest, a halftime guest on the show and um i was pretty good at color commentating uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know i was okay and um he he uh he said hey man you know I'm, i'm gonna start a sports talk show why don't you come on the show i want you to be on the show and i was like all right cool so we did that and then um we thought that was it so uh Bear Bryant, he was covering Bear Bryant Awards and he called mm-hmm. me. He say, Man, my cameraman backed out on me. I need somebody to just come run camera for me. Are you free? I'm like, Bear Bryant Award? Absolutely I'm free. So I mm-hmm. showed up and he was like, uh, you know, I'm recording him while he does the intros and outros. And he goes, um, you want to do something real quick? Yeah, why not? I got the mic and just and his it eyes got his, his eyes got that big. He say, do that again. Mm-hmm. I did it again, boom. So I said all that to say it's just literally a natural gift from the Lord. Yeah, I've never been yeah. any schooling, any training. It's just literally a natural gift.
0: Well, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. gift, but then you also you do you do your research, and and of course when you're, you're you know students of the game, or you know you just a, a sports junkie like we are, mm-hmm. um, something's just you know becoming innately. You know you're you're innately able to do, but you do but you do the work though. Mitch, you, you sure. know I don't want to discredit or or allow for anybody to think that it's oh it's just I just sit down and it's just <laughs> things just start flowing. You do the work, like you know what I'm saying. because yeah. <laughs> so, this I, is work, people. For sure, <laughs> I do
3: my re. For now, I, I will say that you know I do my research and I do my due diligence. Um, but um, as far as being natural on camera that's the gift
0: I, sure I, 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 oh absolutely
3: I, you, I got nothing to do with that but, <laughs> <laughs> but i i I do my due diligence for sure
0: yeah yeah so um i wanted I wanted just to uh also mention that while we um served as Co-host and I and I and I see this. I see a pattern here because that's the same thing Richard did to me. Oh, I just want you to come and be a guest on the show, and then the next thing you know, you're, I'm a guest host. <laughs> right. Next thing I know, we're doing a spinoff. The next right. thing I know, we're. I'm just like what? And so I, you know, I I I'm grateful that you know, uh, Richard saw, um, a you know saw. That within me to you know to try to pull it back out because trust me I had been out of this thing for well over 20 years well over 20 years and then I also um, want to thank you for 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 sharing some of your shine and and um, and basically making me kind of look good too because you know because you were looking great so I was just like I'm just gonna sit over here next to Mitch oh. <laughs> while wow, he sounds all smart and <laughs> says all the great things. <laughs> stop
2: it Leah. Stop but it.
0: but listen so but i want to know a little bit more about your football career so talk about you know your your football career and like I, you said you were doing some minor league stuff talk about that a little bit
3: yeah so you know like most kids that play football i started when i was 10 years old uh, believe it or not i was actually a baseball player baseball i, I can my, believe that baseball is actually my first love okay um, i started playing baseball at six i started playing football at ten and um, you know, Pee Wee high school, then I went on to Kentucky State University, and then I came home from college and um, you know, I still wanted to play. So one of my college uh buddies uh called and said, Hey man, uh I saw this thing in the paper about this uh minor league team that's having trials. You know, I just come home from college, I was 20 years old, I was still still in shape, still wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I went and tried out, and lo and behold, I made the team. Um, I started my first year. I was 20 years old, starting in a minor league with grown men. Um, <laughs> wow! I wind up uh, getting a rookie of the year. I wound Nice. Up making um, all league, and that was that was the beginning of it. And I, you know, had some a uh, couple of stints in a uh, minor league um, football. Then I went and played some arena football and um didn't quite get the nfl looks that i wanted because they don't look too hard at a five foot ten offensive or defensive lineman in the nfl let's just call it what it is
0: (laughs) so okay right
3: but at the level i played at i excelled and um i played uh 16 years but i played 20 seasons because the way minor yeah i know the way Mm -hmm. minor league football works is you would go straight from spring league mm-hmm. to summer league. Mm-hmm. And then the four years I played arena ball, I went straight into arena ball. Mm-hmm. So there were five cal- there were five years where I played two or two and a half football seasons in one calendar year. Wow. Which is why my body is broken down right
0: now. <laughs> that part. <laughs> which
3: is why Arthur be riding me like a horse right now. You know
0: that what? that part <laughs> so so that might be a really actually a really good segue into so and out and and tell me if you can relate to this you know I went through a a, a a situation where I put on a lot of weight my knees were so shot and not necessarily from the sports but we have I have osteoarthritis that runs in our family really really bad and so um, so I couldn't work out as much. And so now the weight's packing on and I'm, so it's like a, it's like a catch 22, you know, it's like, a, uh, I want to work out, but I can't because my knees hurt. And then my knees hurt because I'm putting on the weight and I can't work out. Okay. And so, you know, I, I, I'm on a plan now. I have two doctors that I'm working with that are, that have been just tremendous in three doctors, actually. Uh, one is an, um, Orthopedic surgeon, and then I've got a um, a total wellness uh, physician, and then I also have my primary. Um, Shout out to all of them. Um, But it's it's been a journey. It's been a journey, especially because, especially when you're used to being in a a, a certain shape, in in certain, um, you know, cardiovascular condition. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so talk to me about your journey and how you got actually into the nutrition sport side of things as well.
3: So, uh, speaking of osteoarthritis, uh, I've had osteoarthritis in both hips for like the past six years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel
3: your pain and li- mm-hmm. lit- literally feel your pain. And <laughs> literally. I just, and I just discovered, uh, two weeks ago today, as a matter of fact, today's Tuesday, mm-hmm. two weeks ago today, I woke up and I couldn't lift my left arm literally. Two weeks ago at this time i couldn't do this
0: oh so, wow. I, so i go to the doctor
3: they do an x-ray and say you've got arthritis and an impingement so now the arthritis is in my left shoulder as well
0: oh my goodness! so
3: i i know all about osteoarthritis and mm-hmm. i know what it's from i mean uh mm-hmm. I was a lineman, which meant I squatted for 16 years. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. When I played baseball, I was a catcher, which meant I mm-hmm. did, but I squatted. Squatted. Right? Mm-hmm, so my mm-hmm. hips are shot. Most football players lose their knees, they lose their ankles, but for me, it's my hips. My hips are shot. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, how I got into nutrition is that picture. That picture that's on the screen right now. I, I saw that picture and I said, what in God's name is happening right now? Who is that?
2: Mm.
3: I was still playing football at the time, but
2: mm. I was
3: like, I was 30 years old in that picture. And on that picture, I was 369 pounds on that Goodness.
0: picture. Goodness gracious. And okay. as of mm-hmm. this
3: morning, I was 253 pounds and six ounces oh. this morning. So I, I looked at that picture and I said, no. I go to the doctor. They're like, yeah, you got high blood. Put me on blood pressure meds. He's like, you got high blood pressure you got uh, your A1C is high and you're borderline diabetic. Mm-hmm. Everything was high.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm
3: 30 years old.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm the
3: mm-hmm. starting center on a minor league football team. Mm-hmm. And I'm on all these medications
2: mm-hmm. at
3: 30. Nah, nah, son. That, that ain't, that ain't, no. So, <laughs> I, so I started to study nutrition. I'd mm-hmm. been through all the fad diets. I'd, I did the keto. Well, we old enough to remember Atkins.
0: Yes, mm-hmm.
3: Atkins it was like the keto of like the '80s, early '90s, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, did, I did the Atkins, I did the keto, I did the paleo, I did the vegan, I did it all.
2: Okay. And I lost mm-hmm.
3: weight. But the second I stopped doing those things, what happened?
2: The weight on. came right
3: back. Mm-hmm. So I started to study nutrition, the science of nutrition. Mm. Nice. And through studying it, my weight started to come down. Mm-hmm. and um, it just kept going. It just kept going, and it's it's a it's borderline obsession for me now.
0: Uh, <laughs> obsession, right?
3: You remember how big I used to be, and when I met you, I had already lost like 50 pounds. Wow. As big as I was then, right.
0: Sure, sure. Mm. So talk about the Dot Fit. Talk talk to me about that.
3: So Dot Fit is um, a nutrition and fitness organization that um, specializes in just that, nutrition, um, shakes, Mm -hmm. um, things of that nature, and um, I went and got my, and they have a fitness certification as well, so I got my fitness certification through .fit, but I got my nutritional certification through uh, NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine.
0: Sure, sure. So yeah, that I'm I'm very familiar with the, with the nasim yeah. Just mm-hmm. not not as familiar with Dot fits. but I'm I'm wanting to know more about like what's your what's your regime? How are you? How are you supporting others in their journeys as well?
3: So um, through my studies, um, my wife I'll give her the credit. She say, you know. Of course, when you start losing weight, and people remember how big I used to be, when you start losing weight, the first thing people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) And I was just giving it away. I was giving it away, giving it away. And I still give it away. You know, if people email me or or ask me questions, I'll still answer questions. But my wife say, why don't you get certified and start a business? I think she's on to something there. Mm -hmm. So um, I started Brock Nutrition, and um, now this is um, part of what I do. But I still give away just as much as I sell, you know, because it's just because because I love I love doing it.
0: Sure,
3: it's I can talk about the way we can talk about sports. Yes, I can now talk about nutrition the way I talk about sports. Oh, I love it! I love it. You know, yes. I, I see people on the streets and, you know, they'll see my T-shirt. It's got the, my website on the back and they'll ask me about it. And I just I get to going, you know, so um, mm-hmm. I just it's my mission. I, I think that's my calling now. As as um, Coach Mo said, you know, he, he found out what his calling was.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel
3: like my calling is to show people that. You don't have to do fat diets. All you have to do is eat a balanced nutrition plan and you will lose weight. Now, here's the thing. I -hmm. tell people all the time, my mission at Brock Nutrition is not to help you lose weight. My mission at Brock Nutrition is to get you to get healthy. And when you get healthy, weight loss is a byproduct of that.
0: No doubt, no apps.
3: You know how many pills I take now?
0: Um, Let me guess. Zero?
3: Not one. Not one.
0: Yep. I guessed right. I'm
3: a 47-year-old black man that's taking no pills.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us how we can find out more about Brock Nutrition.
3: So you can find Brock Nutrition on all social media platforms at Brock Nutrition or on Instagram is Brock underscore Nutrition. Uh, My website is BrockNutrition.com. And as a matter of fact, for Coach Leah's viewers, I am offering all Coach Leah's viewers free consultations. So if you go go to BrockNutrition.com, enter the promo code after the whistle, you can get your free consultation with Brock Nutrition. And as a matter of fact, the first 10 people who sign up will get a free Brock Nutrition water bottle and wristband.
0: What? I'm signing up right away because I I want look I want one. <laughs> I oh my God, that is so generous of you and so of nice. Course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It, oh my, my gosh. It's my pleasure. So you know, again, this this time is just going by so fast, and I have just been so excited about this day coming, and it's just time is just like moving. So. Um you also have got a promise that you'll come back and visit. I would love for us to literally do an entire segment on kind of like a lesson of uh, uh the steps and if you know if you would so oblige us, I think that would be really really cool anytime. to do
3: anytime. That would Just be let
0: really, me know. really cool. So of course before I let you get out of here from us, again, Coach Lee is after the whistle, we want to be an inspiration. To all of our viewers, all of our listeners, um, people who read about Coach Lee is after the whistle, tell us your inspirational quote and then tell us why you selected that.
3: So my inspirational quote comes from a man named Mike Tyson. May have heard we, of him. We before. might know him, right? May have heard of him. May have Mike heard says, of him. <laughs> discipline is doing what you hate to do, but nonetheless doing it like you love it.
0: That's nice. Why'd you select that?
3: Because I've been playing sports all my life, but guess what? I hate working out. <laughs> right. I do. I've never liked working out. I like the results of it, and I did it because I had to do it still. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. think I like getting up at 5.30 in the morning and walk running six miles?
2: Right. No, I, I- don't
3: do you think i like going in that gym and exhausting myself to the point where sometimes i can't move the next morning i don't but i know it's what has to be done to achieve what i'm trying to achieve so that's where the discipline is. and my wife tells me all the time you are literally the most disciplined person i know and that keeps me going
0: that's Not, why yeah. i love
3: that quote so much
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I would agree with her. I th- I feel like you are very, very disciplined, and I like having those types of people in my in my life. And again, I'm so honored to be your friend and and sister. And um, again, promise me you'll be back soon. And, and 100%. I, well. Okay. So 100, you heard it. You heard it here, That's folks. Great. Now be sure that you do all the things he said so that you can win those um, amazing gifts that he's offering to our Coach Leah's After the Whistle viewers and listeners. And again, thank you so much for being with us today. And we look forward to seeing you again for season two. Thank you for
3: having me, Leah. I appreciate you. And you know, I love you.
0: Love you back. All, all right. Ready. All right. So Mitch is getting out of here and for my last guest today uh, I would say I would say that um, I will tell you that the order of appearance is by how long I've known these individuals um, this particular person Brett McNeil is somebody that I've known almost all my life um, he is a lifelong friend um, it I've I've known him since I was a little girl in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, one thing that people that are around our age will will know is that we have um a very small population of especially back then of African Americans and pretty much anybody of our age, we all know each other. Well something else that's really cool about being from there is many of us have extended our families. And so you're you're literally gonna probably have quite a few people that are you're not a blood relative with that you will call a cousin. And so I want to tell you a little bit about Brett McNeil. He is a certified Master Athletic Administrator and District Assistant Director of Athletics for Minneapolis Public Schools. He is dedicated to fostering success and growth with a focus on leadership, integrity, inclusivity, and a positive environment. He empowers young individuals and his his impactful mentoring has led to achievements like head coaching roles, earning scholarships and being in pro drafts. Now he's backed by a rich, very rich network and a plethora of awards. Brett inspires through his journey. So let me bring in Brett McNeil. What's going on, Brett? Hey, what's going on, Leah? Always good to see you and
4: congratulations and thank you for having
0: me. Oh, my goodness. This is an honor. This is such an honor. Now, many of you, if any of you um, either subscribe to or get Inside News, you may have seen a recent article um, that I wrote about Brett and his um, in, in Inside News congratulating him on his new role. So how's it going so far?
4: So far, so good. You know, I'm still doing what I love to do. So when I come to work, it's now work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> oh, I bet. I know I called. Uh, we, we spoke one day and you were on the golf course, which I know you love playing golf. But talk, you were with another dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Leo Lewis.
4: I was. He had his uh, annual fundraising uh, golf tournament. So every year I try to support him in that. Because mm. most of us that have come out of athletics understand what others
0: have made. Right, right. And you were you were mentioning all the others that were went out to support um, him in that effort. So it was just probably a, a nice uh, homecoming of sorts for for all of you guys, huh?
4: We had a lot of fun. You know, when you think about. Uh, and I'm learning this more and more. It just naturally happened to me. It wasn't because other uh, former athletes were golfing. But when we were growing up, one of my assistant coaches tried to get me to golf. I wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it was just a slow, wasteful game. But one of the things he always said to me was, if you golf, you become a better basketball player. And the minute I made the decision to stop golfing, two of my best long-term friends, who you know, Doug Carter and Tony Adams, took me mm-hmm. out golf and I couldn't hit the ball off the tee, right? I couldn't oh, wow. hit the ball uh-huh. 10 yards. And, and mm-hmm. I picked the ball up and threw it up the field, and I said, look, man, come on, let's go. And from that day on, I was hooked. <laughs> this is the hard game I've ever played, and I played baseball, That's what they football, tell me. basketball, and, and did pretty good. all a matter of mm-hmm. fact, this game was so hard, I was hooked. And so right, I've been right. golfing ever since, and I I still remember the day when I accidentally now hit the first ball and it took off 150 yards. Then it was wow over. that be- put the same <laughs> effort
0: in the golf that I did when I learned to play basketball. <laughs> wow, so I want to talk about that a you little bit I've because here over the years, go ahead.
4: No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that you you need. I heard you talking about one, two, three degrees of separation. Once I started golfing, I realized how many people I know, how extensive my network has become and how that network extends across different disciplines and different fields of study. And so it became a great place for us to come together and have some of those uh, uh, professional conversations. You know, you hear people say you're cutting deals. And you really are because you're learning things Uh, That helps you in your industry. You just Mm -hmm. have a good perspective of people providing you knowledge, information that assists you in our job. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad I started playing and, and I wouldn't do, you know, that's the body. The Lord says it's time to stop and the body breaks down. I'm looking forward to golfing into my 80s and 90s like some of the other guys I play with
0: yes yes that's just something that's just so so beautiful to see i I when when you say that, I think of my uncle earl bowman and and that whole crew from back in the day and and all those guys you know out golfing and having a good time over at theater worth park and and just so many memories so I want to talk about our first degree of separation. I mean, i already talked about the fact that we're both from Minneapolis, but one of the things that we what how we connect is Back in the day, playing over at Hospitality House in North Commons. And me being one of the only girls on the court and you guys actually letting me play with (laughs) y'all. Well,
4: you know, what I love about sports, it brings people together. right? Mm. Male, female, doesn't matter. young or old, you know, that's what I got out of playing. And particularly, like you mentioned earlier, in our community, it was so small, we knew everybody. So it was really hard to exclude. And I think that what I enjoyed uh, uh, playing with you and other, uh, the ladies that played, number one, you all were very good athletes, but most people don't know my introduction to basketball came from a family that lived behind us and they were ladies where mm-hmm. we lived on 26th and Thomas. And mm-hmm. they were shooting hoops in their backyard. We were probably eight years old at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
4: invited us to play. And I literally learned how to shoot, and trying to dribble and all that in the backyard. With young so what made There's you just- no to... you know, going across the country Quite a few of the good players, Melanie. Yeah, it's a little lag in there, I'm sorry. could be my computer.
0: Yeah, no 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 worries, no worries. So let's fast forward a bit to now you are one of the best players, high school players in the country. Um, you know, I had uh, <clears throat> I was honored to be able to, to to see your basically your entire journey, you know. And just about I'm just so proud of you and just how you um not only were a phenomenal player, but just just how you um just embraced being just a good person and just just pretty pretty much everyone's friend. I can't think of anybody that would say, Brett Matthew, you know, I don't oh I don't like that cat. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean and and it's and it's um there's, there's, a, there's something to that in, in just knowing that by, by being a good person and um, just being a just a lover of people, um, it goes a long way. How yeah. do you think that that transcended you know, I, 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 into your I, I, accolades? What's
4: my upbringing?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I, for one, I think it's how my family, we were raised. Raised in a church. We used to go to church every day. And and even in the workplace now, you know, your greatest asset are your people, right? You can't do Mm -hmm. anything without somebody else. And so, you know, God has put people in our lives to impact each other. I believe that Mm -hmm. we need to be able to love someone and we need to be loved by somebody. That's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why God has us as a social creature. And so I've always understood, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated.
2: You know, mm-hmm. you're paying
4: forward and you're paying back. And, you know, I want to touch a bit on it. When I say you're paying forward, I'm reaching out to other people and other people's children uh, right. so that I can help them be the best that they can be. But I also know that what I do to someone else's child, you know, someone else is looking over my children. And so I want to make right. sure they're being treated as well as i'm treating their people and then i'm paying back because that's what we were taught i'm basically honoring my mother and my father and my grandmother and all of mm-hmm. my coaches and all of my mentors and all of those male and female folks that looked over me when i was coming up so it's you know you're paying forward and you're paying back and it's, it's the way for me to honor my community and honor those folks that poured into my life
0: right right so so i have another question for you um, anybody that kind of knows that kind of knows your journey knows that you then, after high school, decided to play at Western Kentucky. Coach Clem Haskins recruited you out of Minneapolis to go down south. Um, now I went down south as well. Um, there's I, I don't know about you, but I know I needed to be out of that snow and cold. <laughs> that was for sure, for college. But then. Coach Haskins gets the job at the University of Minnesota, but you stay at Western. Talk, talk to, talk to the people a little bit about that decision. Well, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't think
4: Minnesota recruited me at the time because uh, I really wanted to stay home originally. But Clem Haskins was the and, and Dwayne Casey was the first coaches that actually recruited me. And mm-hmm. so again, honoring them for knowledge of my skill set and having faith in me that I could perform at that level. Do some things at the Western Kentucky University. So when he came back, they had just had some challenges, uh, some NCAA sanctions, mm-hmm. and again, you know, the way I was raised, you kind of want to avoid those challenges and those problems. But mm-hmm. then my second year of Western, I was kind of the man, right? I was
2: mm-hmm.
4: the new starting two guard on a team that was ranked eighth in the country. There's <laughs> exactly. No way I for one, mm-hmm. I wanted to prove to Clem that he recruited me to the right place. I wanted to prove to the world that I could play at that level, right? And I, and I had a strong right. desire uh, uh, to showcase my skill set uh, and let people know that there are players in Minnesota. Because, you know, back then, yes. no one kind of really yes. knew about players in Minnesota, right? So then here we are. And there were a couple of folks like you. Now talk about Doug and Tony and others that came out of that area. Jeff Robinson. You know, mm-hmm. There were a ton of male and female that earned Division One scholarships in athletics in those two years that we graduated. So that was a big issue for me to honor our community uh, by leading home and performing away from home.
0: Yes, and 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 perform you did. Um, and again, um, being able to kind of see it up close and personal a little bit uh, b- between the the you know my our seasons and and all the responsibilities and obligations we have with that, um, it was really really great to be able to be that that fan and, and big cousin on down the road over there in Tennessee. So um, yeah, it was, that was a lot of fun back in the day. So, oh my gosh, this time just goes by so fast on Coach Leah's After the Whistle. Um, uh, just like my other guests, you've got to promise that you're going to come back and visit. I want to do a deeper dive into what's going on with Minneapolis athletics. I want to do um, a a series, actually, um, and want to support you there where we can highlight what's going on with Minneapolis athletics. And so uh, if you can help me get that going, I would really appreciate that.
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, we are I talk about as much information as I can. So people obviously know what we're doing but really highlight again minneapolis our school and our district and the, and the wonderful thing things uh, that would i would love to come back and, and do that
0: so, of course, before we let you go, uh, you know, as Coach Lee is after the whistle is an inspiration, we want this platform to be inspirational, and we ask all of you to tell us your inspirational, your favorite inspirational quote. Um, if you can read yours and then tell us why it's so important to you. And yours is also scripture, so talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, there's a
4: couple... But at this stage in my life, i moved to, you know, I believe that as we get older, our job becomes more wisdom providing, more mentoring for the people. So it's let your speech be always with grace. You know, so I'm gentle, seasoned with salt. You know, at least have something positive to say. And then you may know how you are to answer any person that I'm talking to. Uh, and that's found in Colossians 4 and 6. So I'm trying to be that seasoned person that's always has a voice of wisdom provided for somebody so that I can say something to encourage them to be better. I'm very intentional about that. What can I say to help you become a better person to move you in a positive direction or answer you in such a way that you're walking away thought-provoking how you can become a better person, help somebody else be exclusive. So that this So that's become become kind of my mantra, my purpose. Why am I here at this time and in this space?
0: Very, very, very nice. So Brett, how can people um, find you on social media?
4: Well, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can just find me by my name, Brett McNeil, right? Which is probably easier. I do have a Facebook account. You know, I'm not hiding, it's always just Brett McNeil reached out to me. Uh, And then if you're looking for me professionally, I kind of use my LinkedIn in that way. But my job, you know, my email is B-R-E-T-T dot M-C-N-E-A-L at npls.k12.mn.us. And I'll try to respond to folks 24 to 48 hours to be respectful of uh, what they're looking for, what they need.
0: Very, very, very nice. Well, again, I'm so incredibly proud of you. Um, and I, I know that we'll be able to do some some fun work together here in the near future. And um, I thank you so much again for being one of our uh, featured guests here on Coach Leah's After the Whistle. So um, I hope to see you soon. We will. All right, folks, well, Brett's getting out of here, and this has been another amazing episode of Coach Leah's After the Whistle. Be sure to check us out next week. Uh, We're we're coming to the end of Season 1, and then we'll go on a short hiatus, and we'll be bringing some phenomenal guests for Season 2. Y'all have an amazing rest of your week. Bye-bye now.